The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple. Take a candid, objective, and often comedic approach to the human condition. In keeping with this, the use of expletives, crude humor, and references to harsh realities are commonplace. If you find any of this to be offensive, please throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show. For another episode of the Salubus Podcast, this is Kalu. This is Chris. And this is Brandon in the background. You took and a little bit of a pause there. Oh. Did you? Yeah, I heard Sorry. it. Did you Let's pause? try this again. No, this no is, I just roll with it. And this is Brandon in the background. And for your listening pleasure, you've joined in for the Salubist and the sweet sounds of rain on a hot tin roof. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, cool. It is a, it's yeah, not a tin could, roof, but it's okay. Yeah, if you can hear the sound in the background, it is because it's raining, but um, I like that sound, actually. It makes me want to fall asleep. You so, want some music behind it? Please don't do that. No? All right. You know what? <laughs> All right. That's cool. I like it. Oh. Um, Holy shit! I like this, Brandon. Okay. I don't. I don't know. Keep talking. I'm just gonna behind you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, as you can probably tell, I'm still a tiny bit stopped up. Sorry about that. I'm still trying to take a medicine. You got your spittoon with you? No, no, no. But I'm not on that <laughs> I, level right look, now. I put your spit bag back in your chair. You I am so it. sorry. Like, <laughs> seriously, like three I, days later, I, I was driving on the road and I was like, <gasps> I was like, hey. <laughs> You know what? I'm gonna just leave it for him so he knows. I'm it's really here. sorry Look, about it's that. It's cool. It's here if you need it. Yeah, like I'm, that is that's you, so I, disgusting. You want me to give you a sharpie, write your name on it, no. so you don't get it confused with that's... any of my other friends' loogie bags. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it's so gross. Um, I do want to also say that uh, we're trying. I bought a new mic, and so we're trying that out. Uh, so. My voice is probably going to sound a little bit different compared to the others. Um, hopefully, it doesn't. Sounds pretty good right now. Really? Yeah. Okay, sweet. So we're testing this out to see if uh, if it sounds good. Then we'll obviously get more and replace our current setup with uh, with these ones. So um, yeah. So today's episode, um, I've kind of been thinking for quite a quite a few days, quite a couple of days about this. It's a uh, I, I think I do something like this maybe every year, every couple of years. I kind of just reevaluate my circles and the connections that I have and the friends that I have and stuff like that. And this episode is essentially on friendships and, and being able to maintain them and stuff. Um, I had the realization the other day uh, just looking at my social media account. For starters, I don't I don't get on Facebook anymore or that much. Like I will post indirectly. Like liar. no, no, no. I'll post He's indirectly. A liar and a known philanderer. No, I see no. him comment on your shit all the time. Yeah. Well, I troll him God just because chiming in on my bullshit. Yeah, I'll chime in on stuff like that, but I rarely make my own like post anymore. And what I've started liking a whole lot is doing the stories on Instagram, mm -hmm. like where you just do a story and it's just gone the next day or something like that. I've started. I like doing that a whole lot. And um, do you have a TikTok? What's oh you know what God. I just you know what I just <laughs> started listening to TikTok thinking about it that makes me hate people like I I, I <laughs> rarely okay I, not out. even rarely but sometimes I get that whole like this goddamn generation type of thing TikTok is a product of this goddamn generation man shout like, out to the DJ Nasty Nipple on 
Oh yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, (laughs) he does a White People Wednesday thing, and TikTok has been overwhelmingly commandeered by um, very unique subsets of the white population. Yeah, doing some interesting. Yeah, I don't like. I just I hate that app. Yeah. And uh, I get the ads all the time, and I'm like, I don't even know what this is. You know you use no, it. Well, no. So my nieces came in from Japan, and all they do is sit on their phones, just scroll through TikTok, and I'm like, what really? are you doing with your life? Yeah. Sometimes I think my... I think my you uh, come all the way here from Japan, and now you own this bush? Is yeah, what you I do? know. <laughs> you, wait, you just assume this, like, so where's your mech? <laughs> yeah. like, I was like, can you shoot shit out of your hands? <laughs> I thought everything in Japan was like an anime. Like, what's the what's word? You didn't even bring me a Gundam? Yeah, no. for real. But, um, yeah, uh, TikTok aside and everything <laughs> I want like a that, divorce from both of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I, looked at my my friends list and I was like, I don't I don't know any, like hardly any of these people. Like, I literally just don't there know. looking at your friends list like, what have I done? Yeah, kind of. I was like, why did I, where do I know these people from? Like, how am I connected with these people? How many of them are my friend just so they can say that they know the big smiley black fella? I don't know, but if I find out that's why they became friends, it's over with. <laughs> it's over with. I can't tell You'll never that. find uh, out. Yeah, I know. But I, I just don't, like, I don't know. It, it kind of bugged me for a little bit. And I was just like, this is, I need to, like, prune this or something. But then, so I started reading. To make you feel like a whore? No. Yes. <laughs> I was like, God, I'm such a slut. But, um, unfriend. <laughs> All right, come back. No, yeah, like, please be friends with me. But I started researching, like, why, why that kind of troubles me. And so, one of the things that I found out was, uh, you know, a concept called Dunbar's number. And so, I don't know the guy's, like, real name or something like that, but what Robin it, Dunbar? I can't tell if you're serious, but no, if you, uh, I'm pretty sure it is. He's the one who's given all the speeches and everything that I watched. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> I asked, you know what? I will say that I asked, I asked Brandon to do a little bit of research. You know, I said, just make sure that we're all up to speed on this. Uh, um, but the number that Dunbar focuses on is 150. And 150 signifies the amount of friendships or friends that your brain can essentially process. And I feel like as I have gotten older, like... I think of 150, and I'm like, damn, that number is too big. <laughs> it seems like that's that's just too much. But then what I also, why are you coughing? Do you need a loogie bag? <laughs> nah, bitch. I don't need, I don't need no, no goddamn no, loogie bag. No, bitch. He swallows. I'm a grown-ass man. I handle my fucking business, okay? I bet you pee standing up and everything, I too. I I just pull it out of the fucking leg of my shorts. What about? He just lifts his leg up. Just oh, God. <laughs> but, um... That's that's real that's real gross, but uh, 150 is is the number. And yes, you are right. It is Robin uh, Robin Dunbar, but uh, ding point for Brandon. But you know, it's again. It says that 150 is the amount of stable relationships that your brain can essentially handle. How many unstable ones? I don't know, man. I don't know. But like, I think of all the the connections that I've made in my life and. And the friends that I have, and I'm just like, how many of them could I really do without? And it's turned out to be like quite a few of them, like quite a few of them. Even people that you're fond of, like yeah, like you have dude, no yes. reason to dislike them, yeah. But you're just like, 
and it sounds selfish, but they just they they don't have anything to offer you as far as challenge yes. challenging yes. you. I think that's one of the most fundamental elements of it. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that it did though, when I started reviewing this, you know, my friends and just this number, is that it made me think of people that I wish were my friends. Like, you know, I would read different people. Like, like Oprah? No. Like, just people here. I would, like, think about other people and be like, man, I wish that I knew you. I wish that I, you know, we were friends. You know, I read stories and stuff like that about people. Like, okay, for example, there was, um, and I did a, um, I won't, like, name names or anything like that, but I did a charcuterie episode, uh, and I was thinking about a person that had recently passed away. And I was just like, damn, I wish that I knew that person. I've never thought that about many people because I kind of, I'm about my own bullshit. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, man, how did I miss that person? That's just, that seems like just a good soul to know. And it's just like, when I started thinking of this number, it's like, there's so many people that are like, Kalu's my boy, or I'll even say they're my boy or, you know, they're my girl, they're my friend or whatever. But like, truthfully, I can do without them. And it's just like, man, how how do I fix that part? So that's kind of the premise of what I'm hoping that today's uh, episode can be on. So someone help me out here and just help me help me unpack this. Well, it's it's where um, I guess uh, working in terms of one's own personal interests end, and where investment in another begins. Mm. Um, how much you're willing to to invest in another human being and how much you get back out of that relationship and taking an inventory of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's a big component of it because otherwise, what are we operating off of? Just what does this person have to offer me? Yeah. And I think hopefully I, I would like to think that we're kind of at least trying to get past that as a species. Mm-hmm. We got to think about things more in terms of social ties because social ties is what, what has gotten us this far Yeah, in, in the best ways possible. Um, not that it doesn't have bad shit tied up with it as well, but I think that is at the rudiment of all of this is that you have, you know, to, Go back to some shit we harp on quite a bit. You have a finite number of fucks to allocate out. Yep. And um, some people are going to require more of your attention inherently. But where are they in proximity to you socially? What social ties uh, are there just uh, directly that are assigned to that position? Or what do they offer you in return? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe it's it's nothing that they offer you in return. And See, that's hard. It, it is hard. <laughs> but, well, and that and that's the thing is that, um, what does friendship even mean? Yeah. Friend, friendship's a fucking abstraction. What constitutes a friend to to me and you may be slightly different. Yeah. And then even within that, we have different types of friends yeah. that are no more or less than the other. Yeah. So for just thinking on that. At one point in my life, I used to say that a friendship was more like a transaction. I had like a, a transactional frame, you know, frame of mind when it came to friendships. Like I do this thing for you or I provide this type of emotional thing for you. You provide this type of emotional thing for me. And that's what makes us friends. And as I've gotten older, 
and in my opinion, like just more capable, I tend to view friends as people that I would happily give more to them in every sense of the word than they can provide for me. Like I, and one of the things that we had said a long time ago, we, we had talked about the, the 51% rule. I think, I think I might've learned it from Gary V where he was talking about like always giving 51% to people that you care about because they'll never disappoint you. When you think of it like that, you, you'll, you'll never sit there and have this thought of like, well, I do all this shit for you. Like you don't do anything for me. So right. if you just consciously give 51%, you at least 51%. You're always going to know that the onus isn't on them to provide anything for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're right. doing this because you want to. Your practice. And it's a habit that you get yourself into. Yes. You're training yourself in that mindset. Exactly. And it's not even a conscious thing mm-hmm. as you move forward. It's just an acknowledgement of, okay, I, I fundamentally like, I appreciate love, adore, whatever this human being and uh, something that makes me feel good, if nothing else, is making this human being's time on this planet a little bit easier. Exactly. That I mean, that's that's a beautiful way to say it. that. That's how I sort of started seeing, or have begun to see, a lot of the people that I consider my friends are those people that I'll answer a late phone call, or I'll stay up late, or I'll do more than I normally would. And there's no energy cost, if that makes any sense. Like I just, I just do it. It's like second nature, but you know, but because of that, I now think like, man, there is, there are a whole lot of people I wouldn't do that for a whole lot of people. And there's a whole lot of people that I'll still think in that mindset of like, I'm only doing shit for you. If you're doing something for me, if that makes any sense, do you see what I mean? Time is all you got. Yeah. Yeah. And the more friends you have, like the less time you have with all of them. Yeah, yes, so. <laughs> that's the that's a very big thing, and that's something that I I've seen happen even to myself where I do get too stretched thin because I'm trying to please everyone or, or make everyone like me or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's something that has changed with age. I've, like we've all said, realized that I only have a finite amount of fucks to give, and I need to make sure that the majority of the fucks that I do have to give are allocated to myself and yeah. my well-being yeah. and making sure that I that I enjoy my time on this earth. What, sorry. <laughs> I, I just keep thinking. Like, I can just make sure I fuck myself. Make oh sure my I God. fuck the family. <laughs> Why is make he sure like I this? <laughs> I, look, man. I don't even know who this motherfucker is. Oh, my God. Well, you did just send me something. Read I what did you call d- the police, though, while we were <laughs> Read what you just sent me, because I haven't really looked at it. I just pointed at you, and I was like, mouth well, over. It was just part point. of Dunbar's uh, number. Okay. So it was saying you have five close friends, and then on within that circle, sorry, within outside of that circle, there's another one for 15 super family, then another circle for 50 clans members, and then another circle for 150 tribe. Huh. So... Within okay, your, so your, where your hundred and fifty friends? So are name all them in again. So five close friends, fifteen super family, fifty clan, and then one hundred and fifty tribe. So you can sort of see where yeah. people fit in yeah. within that. <clears throat> so all right, so let's let's break our people down into that. So we have our. Do you want to start from the outside in or from the inside out? You want to name one hundred and fifty people? No, I just want to <laughs> talk about. That well, outside group, or do you want to talk about the inside well, group? I would, I would make the assertion again, 
we we have to make the fundamental acknowledgement if we're going to work with this tool yes. that's being provided to us that this is a tool created by a human being and it's a very subjective lens through which we're viewing all of this absolutely and, and, and I have a feeling it might have been made before the uh, the creation of social media I could be wrong oh yeah and then and if you, you think about like psychological and so, psychosocial plasticity. Mm-hmm. And and if you talk about um, inherent psychological energy, like us t- saying we have a finite n- number of fucks, that may make more sense than arbitrary numbers because you could very well, um, I guess, condense the larger picture, so to speak. Instead of having so many that extend out so far, mm-hmm. you can say fuck uh, the... The two groups out on the outside perimeter and pour more money or more allocation of energy into those remaining individuals. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That totally makes sense. So, that being said, let's analyze the outer group. Let's start from the outside and work our way in. Okay. How many people are in the outer group? 150. 150. So, it's like that, that's the greater 150. Your high school friends that were good to you. Okay. Uh, people used to work with. Oh, so assume. 150 is the max. Okay, it's okay, the max. okay. Yeah, I yeah. Got you. So yeah. I, w- I mean, I would group a lot of you know the old associates I worked with that I actually enjoy being around. Yeah, like, I'll follow them and. But I mean, I'm not Dark gonna. I'm not gonna call them night. every day. <laughs> 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 I'm just sitting up top, just looking down, and I'm like, <laughs> well, all right. Instead of that way, <laughs> let's man. let's frame it up in the in the time of social media. So that number is obviously going to be bigger than 150. So we'll just—is it safe for us to to operate on the the assumption or the notion that this outer ring would we would consider like our our Facebook friend count or our social media friend count because these people <clears throat> well, probably know of you again again. I think we, we, we can't read too much into it. Okay. It's kind of a it's a very rigid and potentially outdated paradigm, but yeah. I think it, it will serve the purpose of painting what picture we want to yes. paint. Yes. So if we let's just proceed as though that that's that social media is accounted for in this. It is accounted this. for. Let's just even though it's obviously not. Yeah. But then we're gonna have to change the number yeah. to like six hundred and thirty five motherfuckers. Yeah. No, yeah. Let, let's just work with this because it illustrates the same sure, thing. Sure, I feel sure. like. Okay, so that being said, I agree with what Brandon was saying, and that the outer ring is a lot of my social media people too. My, I'd yeah, say my the majority. Yeah. yeah, and we don't even have high to school put, buddies and stuff like. We that. We don't even have to put numbers on it. Okay. Let's just okay. look at it in yeah, terms yeah. of an ever increasing. Yeah. Okay, like, perfect. I like that. So yeah, would you say it's also your people you went to high school with and stuff too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say so. Yeah. Okay. Did you know a lot of people in high school, or is it? I did. I I knew an enormous swath of pretty much everybody. Yeah. But uh, I was I was pretty clicked up with specific individuals okay. for the most part. Okay. Yeah, and also I'll throw in like the people I met in college as well. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. throw those in, but I'll also say that in college. One of the really good things that just college or just being away it affords Look, you what the, the the people on the outer ring are people that like you would go on an airplane trip with, but like if you crashed in the Himalayas, you eaten them first. Like that <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I'd probably uh, yeah, like. I'd definitely we, I'm definitely like. I'm sorry, but. Ben, I wouldn't ben, apologize. I'd Benjamin's be like, leg is looking awfully delicious. <laughs> 
It's That's cold a big old up thigh here. there, Tina. It is, it's cold up here, Tina. <laughs> and I'm real hungry. And I'm real hungry. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, yeah, I think that that's that's fair. I would say that if I was, uh, you know, stranded on an island, I, I would eat those people. Yeah. So yeah, those you heard it first here. Yeah. Slimmest eats people. Yeah, yeah, we sure do. <laughs> Cannibalism is a okay. You don't act like you motherfucking surprised. <laughs> no, right? Okay, so let's go into that that next group, or we can we can describe or talk about those people some more. I would say those people are. I think everybody. I wouldn't go to many of their like parties, or I wouldn't go to any of their things, or I, I don't. Yeah, but I'd be like sad if they died. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I be sad. I, I, I would. I'd, I'd think about it for a while. I would and think be sad, about it for a little bit, and then I'd start thinking about myself because <laughs> I'm self-centered. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'd be like, and I start contemplating mortality. But but be for real, like yeah. that's what most of us use tragedies for is contemplating our own or we our do. loved ones' yep. mortality. We absolutely. Do. Oh, but we're getting there. Yep. If you if you are are sitting around contemplating the mortality of another human being, they have to reside somewhere mm-hmm. deep Somewhat within this paradigm. Yeah, yeah, they have to. If you yep. if you fixate on it in any way for any reason. Yep. Um. So then, let's go into your clan. Who makes up? What kind of people make up your clan? Um, you the one. With would the, you so, stick your with family the book in out. your clan? So for me, I've never really been close with a lot of my family. Okay, um, we've always just been sort of the outsider kids. So that's where I would stick like the bulk of my family. Um, I see them family reunions like. This is gonna sound bad, but I, I feel like I'm forced to like care about them because they're blood. Why do you family. feel bad? That's that. I think that's the plight of a lot. He's of putting people. a clan in there just because he feel like he have to. Like, they for real. They ain't even on the inside of the one fifty. He's like, I don't want them to hate me. But no, I mean my family's great. We always get along. But I mean, I would stick the bulk of my family in that. Yeah, I for me, I would I would agree with that as well. Um, and th- for that. The reasoning for that is because, of, it's be, because I'm a first generation American, right? And I, not much of my family is actually here, so I didn't know. Like, I never got to meet my grandparents or anything like that. And so, when when Nigerians come here, this just like that's they're Nigerian, so we're we're squad. You know what I mean? And we support each other at you know, events and all this other stuff. But I, I take more of a clan approach right there. And for me, it's sort what of more situational. Do what? What events are you talking like about? Like weddings or if oh, Nigeria is okay. playing in something, you know, I'm like, I'll wear my shit, you know. Or I was like, I feel like I'm missing out on some dope shit. Oh, uh, yeah. Kalu talking about Nigerian events. Where are these clubs at? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no, man. When we have, you know, some if there's different. soup up oh, in this motherfucker. I can't wait till my mom comes back home. Dude, that was the fire <laughs> shit. Yes. But, I mean, like, it's things like that that kind of are like, okay, that's sort of the clan thing for me. And, and truthfully, <clears throat> that didn't really, I didn't come to a realization of that until later on in life when I started to really appreciate where I come from um, and, and just my heritage and all that kind of stuff, even though I had always been taught that as a kid. Um, and I think for a lot of people, I would imagine that, if you ever find out sort of where you actually come from, that thing, that that knowledge will sort of lump a lot of people there into your clan where you have this, it's like, 
it's deeper than logic. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you guys are, you're my people still. And uh, that's, that's a bond that you just can't really throw away or something like that. But that being said, I wouldn't do anything for, I wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't lay my life on the line or anything. It's, it's more of just an association and stuff like that that I have with yeah. them. That One that I'm like proud of. The, the outer group, the outer tribe, I'm, I'm fine with them, but I could also do without them. That's see, just my. See, for me, I would probably like, if I, they were pieces, I would just move some family members yeah. to the outside and some of my friends mm-hmm. to the inside. Depend on if of, you yeah, piss me off. Or yeah, right. situation. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely You're borderline right now, you, Brenda. You have upset me greatly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get to the back. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Well, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even go so far as to say that, like, family members, like the majority of my cousins, would even necessarily reside in that uh, uh, clan area. Mm -hmm. I think that clan area, historically, and probably because I I was raised the way I was, and I wasn't allowed to have friends, Mm -hmm. that caused me to uh, recruit an enormous number of people that I have some degree of just like commonality with, mm. um, whether it be dudes in the weightlifting community or like whatever uh, uh, academic program I was in mm-hmm. at at university, um, professional cohort, mm-hmm. things like that. I think they tend to reside in that yeah. area. It's it it's it. I sound like goddamn Porky Pig. Uh, <laughs> It's a good way to describe it as clannish because it there seems to be some commonality of viewpoint, and I'm not talking about a, a uniform view on politics or religion yeah, or anything yeah. like that. It's a fun, those people that made it in that far. I feel like are capable of us having a discussion without me. Uh, you know, even if we disagree, they still inherently have the capacity to carry on a conversation yeah. and be understanding. Yeah, I mean. I'll agree with you. I do have people like that in, in like my, if you want to say, like work cohorts and stuff like that. The bond that I'll I was be saying like, with. Yeah, the, like that dude, like I'm not tight with that dude, but that dude gets it. Yeah. That's, or if that's there's my a certain clan. struggle or if there's some kind of some kind of trauma or whatever that kind of fits yeah. in there. Yeah, like former DCBS investigators. Exactly. That I, like, I, I, again, I. I can disagree with that person across the board, but they carry something very particular about them yeah. that makes me feel like uh, so they have a particular set of skills. I know. Look, like. I do. It's choking Brandon. Yeah, it's my it's particular choking. set of skills. Can you teach me how to do that? Yeah, man. You'd be a natural. <laughs> but, you know, this makes me think of like the reason why. Just us black people, when we see each other on the street, we can always say hey to each other. If there is there is a... Do, do like, white people ever do this? No. When they they do, they do this look. They go... It's this. You see my face? It's a, they, they are smiling they, currently at each no, other. They smile and tuck their lips. Though. Yeah, it's just a... Uh, like hey, buddy. Hey, how you doing there? Hey, hey, yeah. Showing your lips is threatening. You better cover <laughs> yeah. them things up. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I think that um, when black people do that, that that struggle, if you will, the generational kind of thing, it's just one of those acknowledge, acknowledgements of like, hey, I see you. And that commonality that kind of, of it experience. Is a, yes, exactly. Even if you don't have it, the fact that you fit or match a color, right? Um, 
they'll say hey to you or something like that. And I think that that kind of creates that clan kind of thing right there. So going into the the next phase, the super family, who would who would fall under that? Well, uh, Fireboy would be in my super family number one. Um, who is Fireboy? Water girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super Family Clue. That was a branded <laughs> joke. I just tried to throw some spice in oh there. Oh my god! Yeah. Yeah. All right, go Fire on. Boy. I don't know. The Flash, <laughs> Baby Flash. All right. Guess what? Bruce Wayne. He's all right. All right. Cool. Sounds good. <laughs> so Moving I don't on. know what the Super Family is. How so many it's, pe- it's it's how many people are how many people it's are just in fifteen it? on the on the chart. Damn. In your Super Family? Yeah, but since we're not really dwelling on numbers. Let's like we're just going but, deeper. But in. now I think it's starting to get reasonable. Now How, the numbers matter, or what? Maybe like depending on the definition of super family. Okay, well let's define it. Let's just define it on our own. Because obviously, you know, if we're going to, it's we can't just stick this. Well, what does he here. say though? Um, let me let me try and find it I really quick. Fire <laughs> Do what? Nothing. You paper said boy, it was fire. Super. Family, I'm googling it because see within my like closest circle. I mean, I know it's gonna be my wife, my sister, and like all my real close friends. And then I've got the circle outside that I'm sure they all still fit in, but it just it's just broadened just a little bit to where I mean, you guys are and, in there somewhere. And the- <laughs> <laughs> you guys are part of the 150 at least. <laughs> like I appreciate your candor. Yes, thank you, Brandon. We, me and Kalu will eat you. If we, yeah, I will. If we crash in the Himalayas, we'd be like, like yeah. this leg tastes I like knew, a green eyed bitch. I knew he was going to taste like this. I yeah. swear. <laughs> right to right next to a restaurant. We're eating this motherfucker today. <laughs> it tastes like green eyes, man. This shit makes me so angry. But uh, I can't find it just yet. But honestly, I would say that it's people that. You're super family. Well, no, if you were. That you would trust with. Somewhat, not implicit, but you would you would trust with certain things. I would trust these people with certain yeah. things. I think that one person that fits in my super family is like my financial advisor because they know about they know the real truth. That's such a funny thing. That's I such know. a Kalu answer. It is to super family needs. <laughs> oh, like yeah. like these motherfuckers. That you've known for years yeah. that you'd be like, nope, let them burn in hell. Yeah, let them burn in hell. Where's my financial advisor at? Because I feel like in this day and age, you can paint a picture about someone by seeing where they where they spend their money. But you can you can tell yeah. what their habits are you, and stuff like that. You can track them. Yeah, you can. And I think that that person knows a whole lot about me and uh, and, and just our trends and so our you're, habits you're, and stuff like you're, that. Financial advisor, and it's someone that I trust a lot. Is to you what some people's spiritual advisor is to them. (laughs) That is very true. You guys are making me sound like a mega douchebag. Look, I'm just saying you you've substituted like like ducats for like sage and crystals. (laughs) Ducats for sage and crystal. Yes, absolutely, (laughs) absolutely. But uh, hey, Tom, what's my prospectus looking like? <laughs> well, you're trending in the right direction here. If you because just... Mercury's in retrograde. Oh, fuck off! <laughs> it's not anymore. It's cool. Everything's um, fine now. But you feel better, don't you? No, I'm still stopped up. So oh. fuck off, Mercury and stones. But uh, <laughs> um, but there are people like that that I kind of that I ha- that I have to trust, 
with certain things and I have to bring them in if and for in in those type of relationships it is more, I still view it as more transactional where it's like you give me something or you know I give you something and that's and we just sort of trust each other on that um now there are people that that I can talk to about certain things and they will also fit in that uh in that category there's people that I can trust, like you were saying, that you can have a conversation with someone or something like that. And and what were you saying with people that were... Um, like they just get it? They, they just get it, right? Well, and, and that's, again, uh, to me, that's the qualifier for making it to the next stage of regard. Like yeah. if there's, again, if we're using this paradigm and there's 150 sure. and then it gets down to 50 come off and then it's 100, right? Mm-hmm. Well, to make it in that hundred, you have to have some depth of understanding. Yeah. Some, like, you can carry on a reciprocal conversation with that individual, which to me has been proven to be a difficult thing to yep. find a lot of times. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree. And so the what I was going to say is that those those people in that super family thing, like, I can I can have discussions with them where I can tell them things, and and there's there isn't a fear of judgment in that zone. That's, that's something that's important to me. Um, because the, the people that as I get closer and closer and closer towards the circle in my, of my friends or whatever you want to call it. Um, I provide way, way, way more allowances for those people to just be whoever they want. Yeah. And, and, and um, so yeah, that, that's kind of where I, well, and, and I think that, that you provide those allowances in accordance with the amount of provision that's granted you from yes. those people as yeah. well. They're like, okay, that's just how the fuck he is, but that's my dude. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Do you have anything, uh, Brandon on people within that circle for you? Your super family. Well, I mean, I've already sort of said, uh, you know, within my inner circle. Okay. And then it just sort of spreads out, uh, like butt cheeks. Really? <laughs> That's so nasty. <laughs> you a liar. You a liar. Brandon has no friends. He's, <laughs> he's literally like, making this shit up. said, that's so nasty. Like yeah. he's 12. Uh, I, and it, it is safe to assume that the... Well, it's different. For me, I don't 100% believe that as we get closer into this circle... That my friendships are tighter, if that makes sense. Again, no, they, they can be different. They're different. They're very different. Again, it, for me, it hinges on the amount of allowances that I afford. Yeah, the, your your personal investment exactly, into it, or or the amount of trust that you're will, willing to put into it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's go deeper in. Uh, what's the uh, what's the next phase here? I just my phone just blacked out here. Just five close friends. Five close friends. And this is your innermost circle. Okay, let's talk about yours. Look, no names. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> yeah, names. there are there won't be names in mine. Names. So. Social security numbers. <laughs> Three seven one. Stop. One, Go ahead and four. talk about your inner circle. <laughs> I mean, of course, over the years, my inner circle changes. Uh, I mean, you know, I just recently got married, so my wife and you know my sister have always been really close with her. Um, and I mean, I don't feel like I could put my parents in there. They would be on that next circle out. Uh, but then I have like my close friends that I talk to. I can't even say daily mm-hmm. because, uh, like you said, we just get together and we just know each other. It's yeah. just 
the way that it works. Okay. What about you? Hmm. It's a difficult thing because I feel like this is where what I kind of prefaced this whole conversation with kind of takes effect. I think I've trimmed away a lot of the, I guess, more peripheral relationships <clears throat> for the sake of uh, being able to allocate more energy to more people on my direct periphery. Mm-hmm. Uh, I probably have substantially more than five close friends and these are these are like ride or die mm-hmm. so it's not arbitrary um it is just a c- implicit understanding of mutual investment on a fundamental level the most fundamental of levels mm-hmm. like almost uh just that like caveman shit yeah that's kind of where that's kind of where i sit and for me it is um, it's hard to sit there and say that the people that you would, that many would think are in that super, super deep, deep circle or something like that. It's, it's weird to be like, Oh, that person's not actually in that circle. Right. Like, like one of the things that we said was well, in our episode, I think on secrets, right. We're like, we have just a handful of people that you can trust with the deepest, darkest not just the deepest but the darkest potentialities of who you are as a person right and there is that acceptance there the entire time in that um i think that some there's there's people that fit in that part for me right there but also i don't have any expectation to to be or do anything for them if that makes any sense we can go years without talking but well, there's that's this a, bond that's, a be- that's just like... But that's a beautiful thing. Sure, sure. Having somebody that you appreciate without a transactional element being even present. Yeah. Like, having them on retainer, so to speak, in the abstract mm-hmm. is one of the highest levels of friendship that I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I 100% like, think that Like, that's... saying, like, why are you friends with them? Yeah. And not having an answer. Not having an answer, yeah. That's, that, truthfully, I mean, that's that's where a lot of those people, and for me, it is more like five people that are right there. Now, the people on that next outer ring, it's like, hey, <coughs> like, those people are extremely important to me. They're extremely important to me. But that deep, deep down five, I can go years without talking with them. But when when shit goes down, it's like they're there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they're people that you wouldn't expect to to come out there. You know, there are these people that you just know. And like almost like in our secrets episode, like there's that factor of mutually assured destruction. You know the worst things about each other, and you both are there. Well, and it's like I got you either way. What was it on Parks and Rec? Ron Swanson said was talking about some guy. He said worked with him for five years, never spoke to him. Mm-hmm. Best friend I ever had. Yeah, yeah. No, that totally makes sense. Like having a friend that you know is there when it comes to the heavy, heavy, heavy duty shit, mm-hmm. but that you all don't bother each other with the mundane. Yeah, that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. That's a comforting thing. Yep. And a lot of people, I feel like, don't have that, but they have the illusion of it because they've got a lot of people that are willing to entertain the mundane. Yes. That are willing to tell them what they want to fucking hear and mm-hmm. comfort them within a moment. It give them a piece of psychological candy. Oh, you're right. Yeah. 
you know, I sometimes can't, those are I the can't, worst but, friends. Yeah, that's they're like, not you're right. fucking friends. They don't give yeah. a fuck. That's yeah. the easy way out. The, the, a real friend's gonna be like, "What did you do?" Yeah, exactly. Um, or I, they're gonna be like, "I don't give a fuck." Yeah. Quit talking to me about. <laughs> yeah, it's like this shit doesn't matter, man. Yep. Like this really does not matter. That's what my closest friends are like. Huh? So uh, it's not our wives or girlfriends. Do what? So it's not our wives or girlfriends. It's your girlfriend. They not will. your your girlfriend. <laughs> your your girlfriend and your wife. Your wife is on the outer circle. I will your be girlfriend is. If I in. say any of that, <laughs> I just said I it for you. I would not be here. <laughs> but um, I don't think that those people should be for every. I, I don't yeah. like in my head. I don't think that your your spouse or your girlfriend because I think that there is a romantic ex, like expectation. There's there's something or obligation, if you want to call it. I think that the people, for me, on that inner circle, there are no obligations. There's yeah. this there's this really deep-seated thing that is just like, it, like you had said, it's almost primal. Um, it's like it, like if, if you're going to ride into an oblivion with yeah. someone, who, who are you picking to ride into the face of it, oblivion yeah, Into the with? darkness, man. There, there are those people. And, that, and, and yeah. I don't give a fuck. Somebody can sit around and say that... that they don't look at the world that way or whatever. Maybe you don't. Maybe yeah. you're not wired the same way, and yeah. that's totally Nothing fucking fine. Yeah. But inherently, to some of us, that's a abstract thought that we entertain. Like, if the shit really hit the fan, who yeah. the fuck can I count on? Yeah. Like, if to someone I have, again, I have maybe four people, four or five people that I can be like, I, I murdered someone. <laughs> like, dead serious. Be like, I murdered someone. It's about time, Kalu. No, and, and it would just <laughs> well, be one of those things where it's knowledge that they have. It's not to do anything. It's it's for me to let that go and get it off my chest or something like that. But then after that, like, no one will ever know that they know. They'll never tell anyone about it or something like that. It's just one of those, just one of those things, man. And I and I feel like I'm like that for like. A few people. There's some people I'll be like, I'm gonna turn your ass in, man. Like, <laughs> you don't need to. But there's other. You should have never told yeah, the motherfucker never like told me, bro. <laughs> yeah, but there's but there's some people that and and I do have friends that have done some shit, and I'm just like, I just won't say anything. It's just how I am. There's those. It's it's that level of trust. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's kind of where I stand on on friendships. That being said, in this age of social media. Where I think it's very easy, it makes it a lot easy for us to connect with many, many people all over the place and put our emotions out there. And some people will trust, you know, a, a complete stranger with with very confidential stuff. And I think that you can form bonds with that. So for me, I don't think that there is. I don't think it's a bad thing to have weak ties or weak friendships because I think that they do serve a very good purpose. Um, me personally, I wouldn't do business or something like that with close friends. I just wouldn't. Um, because except I think all barbecue sauce, except yeah, that, yeah, that's passion right there. So, uh, you it's already been made. Huh? It's already been made. Nope. Sweet baby rays. No. That's sweet and spicy. I almost slapped the taste Brent, out of Brandon tried to get his ass beat he on is, a Sunday. Dude. But, um, <laughs> There's for the most part, again, I won't do anything like that really with like really close people. Um, but also when you think of like 
jobs that you've gotten or something like that. It's been on, for some people, it's like a friend of a friend told you. I think that those weaker ties, they have, um, they can afford you some really good opportunities because there's typically a few degrees between you and that other person. And as, and as you begin to sort of like, I don't want to say spread yourself out there, but make other connections, more people will start to know about you. And then because more and more people know about you, it creates another connection with this person and they may afford you an opportunity just because other people that they may view highly know of you. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so does that mean you just hang on to your friends or that like, I tend to sort of hang on to people yeah. and see and, for me, I, I don't burn bridges. I, yeah, I don't, I try not to the yeah. best I can, but I mean, honestly, I don't put a lot of work into them. Yeah, so, I let, so I let bridges just it naturally is, yeah, be reclaimed like, by oh. Mother Nature. Yeah, if I'm just hiking through the forest and I see a bridge, I'm like, all right, we're good. <laughs> I'm not gonna set that on <laughs> fire today. <laughs> so your nature is you you don't burn you don't burn I them. Typically, just don't burn bridges. Yeah, you so, just stop maintenancing the bridge. The bridge just I kind of some moss grows up on it and. Yeah. Tree, now, what's your tree reason? Fell on it a couple. What's weeks your reason ago? for for? Is it because of opportunities it's later on? Because of line? opportunities. Okay. Like you never know who you're gonna meet in the future, what position they're gonna be in, when you might need them. You sneaky yeah. bastard. So why do so many people have this have this uh, desire to have to cut people off? Is it just because it comes down power? To is I it think power, it's power or is it just energy? Energy, energy allocation. Oh, energy well. allocation. Well, I, I don't think. Well, there's a difference. There's there's the conscious, like I'm cutting you off, like as a gesture. There's a gesture, like symbolic element to mm-hmm. it. Devoid of that, cutting somebody off really does just keep them from being like a, siphoning your energy off of mm-hmm. you. But if you if you use it as a gesture, then I think overwhelmingly it's it's a bunch of bullshit a lot of times. Yeah. Like yeah. They're still living rent free in your like, fucking head. Yeah. Or yeah. Okay. The people on Facebook that are just like, "You've made the cut." You know, I've cut a bunch of people out oh, of my I list, hate and that I'm shit just like, "So much." Or the people who are like, "Write a memory about me, or I'm gonna delete." you. I never like, do. I know. I don't either. Yeah. I I might consider deleting them though <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Sometimes I let people in, and then I'm like, "No, you've shit posted too much dumb stuff." Yeah. Now there is there are people like that. I used to think, like, I don't delete people. Oh, sorry. I used to think that, or I used to say that I don't delete people on Facebook and stuff like that. Especially in the, in, in with us being a very, uh, things being very politicized and whatnot. But there's just some people that I'm just like, you're, you're just, like, I can't, I can't find a, a politically correct, well, you're fucking retarded, dude. Like, you just post dumb shit, like. It's really, really stupid. It's really stupid. I was like, I feel, I feel dumb reading this, like because this is so short-sighted, and and I just kind of like, okay, you're you're kind of canceled. You're you're out of there. You know what I'm saying? Now they're just based on one post or off several posts. Oh, it's off several. Okay. Like I I always give allowances to people, like especially if they'll let me comment or or be like, oh, why do you think like that or something. Um, I do like to challenge people's stuff, uh, but yeah, when people start to post some stuff, I'm just like, not, it's not even about it being right or wrong. It's just like, this is just misguided. This is like misinformation. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's complete. There's wrong information and there's misinformation. And I think when people spread misinformation, you get, you get canceled in my book. 
But, you know, going with what you were saying with people saying stuff like, oh, you made the cut. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. Like you're you're I like the combinations of one and ones and zeros that magically connect together to form your picture and your stories and all this other stuff on my screen. It's, it's a self-aggrandizing kind of thing. Absolutely. It's like, it's like I I have bestowed upon you my friendship yeah. on social media. On this application. Be grateful, yeah. my loyal subjects. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> like my pose. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that bugs me. Yeah. And you know the other thing too, I think that when I was saying much earlier why I like using the the story part on on Instagram rather than, you know, making posts or posting things on Facebook and all this other junk is because there's just no expectation. I I don't think you can you just post something and then it goes away. So there's no room to worry about likes and stuff like that. And so I say that because as as much as I would like to think that like, oh, I don't give a shit about likes. I don't give a shit about what people think. Like I do kind of care, but this me doing this is kind of an exercise in saying like, Hey, you posted something, just let it, let it go. It's fine. It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. And I think that a lot of people have, and I'm doing my air quotes, have friends because they provide them that little endorphin release if you will because they like something that they said and if you know think of our world before facebook if how many jesus how would you equate the quality of your friendships or could you equate or could you assign quality or 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 quantify quality of your friendships by how often these people like shit that you say yeah like i had a lot of friends on myspace huh no I'm saying before all of it, and I don't think Sorry, you could like. I had a lot on of friends MySpace. on Bebo too. I don't know what Bebo is. It was before MySpace. Oh, remember ICQ? Yeah, I do remember that. That was just a spitting game yeah, before was, you could drive. That was fun. That was really fun. <laughs> had a lot of AOL friends too. Did you? I bet you, had you a bunch did. Of people on your on your <laughs> buddy list. My buddy list. Did you talk to all these people? Uh, I tried to. Really? When they replied, you remember the online. little the little noise it'd make when they doo I remember all that shit, man. I was on that like a motherfucker, man. Right. But uh, I don't know. I just I don't know. World of Warcraft chat also uh, made Listen, some, bro. some meaningful friendships. <laughs> I did make good friends on that. WoW. Was, <laughs> WoW was a unifying force for some nerdiest amongst us. Yeah, and, and that's something that we, that we didn't talk about. Oops, sorry. I didn't mean to move the table. <laughs> but that's something that we didn't talk about. There are people out there that can't or they have trouble making friends like physically making friends, seeing someone's face and going and talking to them. You know, there's a lot of introverts out there. And when you do create an avatar of yourself, which is what I do believe that many of us do on social media is that these Facebook profiles, our Instagram profiles are merely avatars of who yeah, we, it, it of don't who show. Really are. It don't show like us laid out like Cleopatra with Cheeto crumbs. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So not if we can help it. Usually, well, yeah. So with that being said, how you know are these people friends with you, or are they friends with your avatar? I think a lot of people were friends with the idea of me. Yeah, from what they remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't keep up with a lot of people but they can see what i post and yeah. i don't post a lot of personal pictures on my page it's mainly just bike riding things i'm just like here you go you know i'm alive now mm-hmm. uh, no that's why i keep a lot of friends that's that's very valid you know we're i i would probably agree that i'm friends with the idea of a lot of people 
but I know that they're and I I would I'm, imagine I'm that enemies if, with the idea of a lot of people. I think that if a lot of my friends, if there's, there's, I can't remember who it was that was telling me, but oh, one of my friends ran into another friend, right? And they said, oh, I know Kalu. We were close in high school. No, we weren't. Like, we weren't. You sat we, close to each other, right? No, no, we weren't close. You know what I mean? And so it's weird to think about that. And maybe and maybe we were, but like the person that it's I stolen am, valor, Kalu. Huh? Stolen that valor. is stolen valor, dude. <laughs> I don't go walking around wearing navy uniforms and shit. Don't go claiming you're my your squad with me, man. That is stolen fucking valor, dude. But uh, uh I don't you know, I, I think people are friends with the idea of me because if you know the person that I am now, and I've said it multiple times, I'm extremely I'm extremely jealous of my alone time, of my free time. I like to just, you know, when when my wife is working, I don't really go out. You know, I I like to be by myself now. And there was a time where I used to want to be out all the time doing all kinds of stuff. But, man, I just like solitude now. Yeah, it's fun. It is, dude. But you know what else is nice? You know how I'm better than you about solitude? I, I answer my goddamn trick thing. question, bitch. You ain't. <laughs> <laughs> I answer my goddamn text messages, you motherfucker. Remember? Yeah, I don't. I don't be answering my text Pepperidge messages. Pepperidge Farm sometimes. remembers. Do we, yeah, Pepperidge Farm does remember. God, oh, look, I do. Look, in all Chris, I got this idea. Nope. <laughs> Chris, what do you think about this? No. Nope. Crickets. I had a rough weekend. Huh? Not really. I just went ghost for real. He goes ghost every weekend. That's what he does. He has a nice haircut. Huh? I know. I bet you talk to your barber all goddamn day, but you talk to me, motherfucker. I mean, I try not to talk to him either. <laughs> I'm like, just do your job. He's just like, shut up and cut my hair. Give me a fade, bitch. <laughs> okay, I think we've talked in good in good uh, length on friendships. Don't make another comment. Okay, I thought one of you guys were going to make a... I know it. I know it. What type of comment? Shut up. I'm done with you. But we've talked in, in good length about uh, <laughs> friendships and, and the different levels of them. But again, it was just it was a topic that was just sort of on my mind. And shut up. Uh. <laughs> but it was something that was on my mind. And I, I'm going to continue to go through and evaluate my friendships and levels of them. But do uh, the girth of my friendships. <laughs> But uh, yeah, did you guys have any sort of questions, comments, um, closing remarks? So whenever you delete a bunch of people from Facebook, are you going to make a post and just no, for I'm me? Probably, just, just I probably won't even delete them, man. I just yeah. it's just hard to look at. I'll just be on Facebook less. See, I mean, I, I I'm on there a lot less. I'm only on there for Facebook Market, and whenever I just dude, need, I'm on the market a lot. Me too. A it's whole bad, lot. dude. <laughs> And like it's once or twice Amazon. a day, I'll just scroll a, through the first like truck. five things in my feed, and it's usually just Chris posting something to your wall or something. I do good work, uh, and that's does. yeah, you do, and it always shows up. I'm not sure how the algorithm works for Facebook, but that's oh, all course. I do. If I and post then I jump something off. on Kalu's wall, it should show up on your Facebook. Yeah, and, and a <laughs> shit show will ensue. Usually, <laughs> is what happens. But I mean, that's all I ever do with it. So I mean. And I keep everything else for the social aspect. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've also I've got my LinkedIn for my professional stuff. I'm pretty stuff. active on my LinkedIn. And I try to be more. But, I mean, I just comment every once in a while on things. But my Facebook is just for people to have that idea of me. Yeah. Just know that I'm still here, I guess. Yeah. 
do you before we sort of jump off and go into closing remarks? Do you guys have people that some you have grown apart from, but they they think you're still close? Yeah. Do I know delusional motherfuckers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do. Yeah. And it was hard because I mean, trying to pick groomsmen for my wedding mm-hmm. was tough because really. Yeah, it, it is. Because I've got some friends who have known me since I was in kindergarten, yeah. but we're not super close anymore. But well, did you, you offend can still... them or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, I, I chose my number, my people, and uh, we had a great time. Yeah. What about you? <sighs> well. I don't really know. I, I think, generally speaking, even people that I, I love dearly are like, I don't know if this motherfucker fucks with me no more. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, maybe they figured it out at this point that I'm just super selfish with my free time. And I think that's a byproduct of where I'm at professionally that I just I just don't have the energy to, to be a shoulder to cry on for uh, too many people outside of, you know, like my caseload. Yeah. But uh, as far as people thinking that we're cool and we're not really like, I, I know it sounds like a joke, but I like I know I know of some delusional human beings. Yeah, and I know of some fake human beings that will play the role, hoping that it gets reciprocated. Hmm. But I don't think that I'm. I think I'm pretty good about like creating those boundaries for the most part. I think a lot of times people that otherwise try would try and be my friend perceive me as somewhat prickly. Sure. And I've, I'm, I'm cool with that, to be honest with yeah. you. Because if you can't really deal with the, the arbitrary, and that's really what it is, if I'm willing to say it and if I'm willing to come at you with it, then chances are like I've got a glimmer of affection for you and I'm just feeling you out. Uh, if you can't handle that shit, then we probably can't be friends. And... uh Maybe that's my own personal dysfunction, but it it works all right for me. I'm pretty yeah. content. Sure. I think, I mean, I agree with, with both of you guys. There's, I'm, well, I'm bad at telling people I don't want to hang out with them or I don't want to like be their friend. He's or not, he not, like if he didn't want to hang out with me some night, he'd be like, fuck you, bitch. I, I just he, made a plot well, of chili and I'm going to sit here and watch Battlestar Galactica in my jammies. As you get closer into my circle, that it's nothing for me to be like. If you, you say bitch. like, "Yeah, you want to hang out," and I'll just be like, "No, <laughs> say, why not?" And I'm just like, "I don't have to give you an answer." No, it's just I'll say it's just who I am as a person, <laughs> pretty you much. Know why. <laughs> it's like you know why? Why are you asking me? Your breath stinks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's there are people that that think we're a lot closer, um, and it's it's a fault of mine because I don't, my wife was telling me this yesterday. She was like, you have a problem with boundaries. Like you'll just be like cool with everyone all the time. But she came at it from an energy expense and energy allocation type of mindset. And, um, I also, I agree with her in partially, but I also agree with like what Brandon says, where it's like, I don't burn people. I don't burn bridges because you never know when an opportunity could arise even what from people you least expect. So like for me, I try to balance like giving less of a shit about people, but also like caring. 
at the same time. See, I will say I don't make it a practice of burning bridges, even though I'm a little bit probably extreme about my behavior and how I, I interact with people sometimes. But my bridge would probably be like one of them from Indiana Jones, just real precarious and like swinging back and forth. You know and, just like, and these motherfuckers with shimitars <laughs> running over the other side of it. Like, if you can get across the bridge, then, then we you're could. Good. Yeah, yeah, you're like, yeah. But if you die on the you way You want to go to uh, Dairy Queen, get a dip cone? <laughs> <laughs> That's, I'm just sitting here swaying. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. <clears throat> but that's whenever you get your super family and you just ask Batman to just like shoot his little guy to like go this? across. I like it because you're getting pushed out to the 150. You're getting pushed out to the 150. But he like was not it. available. So he's not in my circle anymore. He's, he's not available. Brandon turned into a Jewish grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I mean, there, there are people that um, they have, and again, I think they are friends with the idea of me, but. I, again, give people the allowances to, to change and grow. And when you do that, sometimes those people just aren't going to be in that circle. They just aren't going to be compatible with you anymore. And my problem is that because I, I somehow find the energy to entertain some of these people when they reach out to me about something, I have a hard time being like, I don't have time for that shit. Some of them, you know, some of them I'll just like not listen to or anything like that. But like as we get as we get older, you know, people like you know a lot of or some of our friends or some of the people we know are dying. You know, what I'm saying you 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 get faced with or you start to realize your your mortality, which is something that we don't really think that much about as kids, or we didn't as we were growing up. I'm sure kids do now, but just our mortality wasn't something that I thought too heavily on, and so the for me. And also, because my wife is a hospice nurse, you know, like, I was sitting there thinking in my head last night as we were talking, like, man, the last, if if anything will motivate you to be a good nurse, it's the fact that the last thing potentially someone sees before they leave this earth is you. So, like, you want to make sure that you're the best goddamn nurse on, on earth, you know? So, for me, being faced with, like, mortality and just in general with people dying and stuff like that i'm like i just want to make sure that the last interaction that they if it's the last interaction they have with me it's a good one and that's kind of taxing because i'm like in a way it's a human slash selfish thing to think that i can control all that kind of stuff in reality i can't i can't but i still burden myself with that and that i think causes me problems yeah that it but at least you're aware of it man yeah. and and it's something that can be slowly remedied if it's something that you want to remedy yeah i will say i don't really i don't carry that burden i'm sure. just like i'm a million miles away from so many people especially mm-hmm. if, if you're not already established or if you're not under my care in some capacity then I'm like, okay, you know, I, I have common regard for, for humans and show a lot of respect to humans if it's, especially if it's given back, mm-hmm. but, um, I, I don't carry that around, yeah. but, but then again, I deal, you were talking about Elizabeth being a hospice nurse. I don't deal with death to the same degree, but I deal with chaos and I deal with a substantial amount of death. Like I've had several, uh, people I've worked with, like, 
people I've provided services for pass away in just the past few months. Mm. And it's, it's taxing because it does make you think about your own mortality, but it makes me, uh, have to actively campaign against my own cynicism Mm -hmm. because I'm like, you know, shit that, that we take for granted. Um, I I really don't have an ear for a a lot of mundane, what I perceive subjectively as mundane ass fucking problems when other people don't even have a bid at normalcy. So that's something that I'm trying to work on is being able to put on them different hats or, or, or look at things through those different lenses instead of just my one uh, very cynical lens that comes about as a result of what I do for a living. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, Brandon, do you have anything to add? Are you? I like pepperoni. (laughs) (laughs) That is a Brandon comment. Be like, I just had a pizza roll today. No, no. uh, I don't eat pizza rolls. Huh? He's missing out. I eat the whole bag. God. Oh my God. He's so aggressive now. What got into him? Dude, what I swear to God, ever since he's been taking Flintstone vitamins, he's been acting up. <laughs> it's like he's want, like he wants a fight. Truthfully, he's like talking I think he do want to fight. I think yeah. his his T levels is up, and he wants to, <laughs> he wants to get that eye dotted. Yeah. <laughs> One million strong and growing. <laughs> Somebody go sue us. I know, right? <laughs> um, I do want to say. Uh, I want to wish my wife a happy anniversary. We had our four-year anniversary just uh, on Thursday, and she had to go work, so we didn't do shit. And so uh, we ended up going out last night, uh, ate at uh, Yuki. It was phenomenal. So let me it tell is. you something. It's good. Um, mm-hmm. That flipped the script on your yeah, taste buds. Yeah, we, went, we went like. hard out there. Um, but here's the thing. I, I ordered, we probably ordered... Did Maybe. you get some gangster shit? You was you a hoe? You was, oh, I got gangster shit. Okay, good. If if she and I are going, we'll pay the light bill and sushi, dude. It's but no did joke. you get like uni and stuff like that? No, we just picked the different rolls and then we got we did the there's one plate because we we split one meal and then we got a shitload of sushi. And so the meal we got it, it had like it was the steak, chicken, scallops, and yeah. shrimp, and then it has beautifully steamed vegetables. And then we each got a little thing of uh, rice, just a little cup of rice. And then we probably got like eight different sushi rolls. And so typical sushi roll has between six and eight uh, pieces of sushi on it, right? So I was doing sushi math. I was like, we should have close to 50 rolls here. Well, there's nothing because I can eat them like, like nobody's business. But you just grabbing handfuls of them. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like sweeping <laughs> yeah. in my mouth, just taking a spoon. But what I learned is that the chefs over there, the sushi chefs, will always sacrifice quantity for making it look good for presentation. So when I, because I, even though I ordered all these things, I was expecting like you know like forty eight to fifty <laughs> sushi rolls. There were like thirty on there, but it was beautifully laid out. And I didn't even care at that point. I was like, the presentation is what they care about more. Do you see? Does that make sense to you? Well, Yuki is the best restaurant in Bowling Green. Say that again. Yuki's the best <laughs> restaurant in Bowling Green. Start doing the Swedish chef from the Muppets on him again. <laughs> you are the Swedish chef from the Muppets. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Uh, so you think, yeah, that is how he sounds too. So speaking of your anniversary and, um, friendships, 
There's this picture. Oh, of that is me cute. holding the door at your wedding. Why did you wear a cast at my wedding? Well, I just had a bike rack, and I'd hurt dude, my you got to cover that shit up, man. You know that's why I wore shorts to your wedding. I was telling Chris <laughs> I made a power move. I was just like, <laughs> I said, if I'm going to go to the power I said, if I'm going to go to Brandon's wedding, I'm wearing shorts. I'm and then he had the, you look like you own Jurassic Park. I look like I own the wedding, motherfucker. <laughs> That's why I was there in shorts. Oh, I didn't even like, realize oh, you were there. Be, he must be the wedding just coordinator. Chilean sea bass. No, dude. you had it right, bitch. Coordinator. Uh, yeah. Get it, Jay. Coordinator, whatever you want to call it. Like, <laughs> I, I own the building. I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to be comfy. I own the building. Yeah. yeah. Free and easy. <laughs> breezy, breezy. <laughs> easy, breezy. But uh, where was I going with this? Oh, yeah. So we had, yeah, we had our, our wedding meal. And so I was going to say that their, their food was fantastic. But yes, they, they skimped on the numbers to make the plate and presentation look like just beautiful. And so I was going to say shout out to them. They did a fantastic job with our meal. And then uh, we went to, and, and it was cool because we were just we were just sitting there talking. It's one of those things where I think a lot of couples, when they go out to dinner, like it's hard to just sit there and have like a deep conversation. You feel like when you're with someone, like you just sort of know everything or you know a bunch. But when you still are learning stuff about each other, that was cool. And so I sort of felt that last night because we were having just a in-depth conversation about just life shit. You know what I mean? And the, and it had nothing to do with like our marriage. It was just having like life conversations. And then uh, after that, we went and got some Baskin Robbins because like I'm still I'm still loyal to them. Um, and so I went and got a milkshake, and she got a little ice cream cone. Dude, why are you loyal to Baskin Robbins? Huh? Because they've just been here, man. They got staying power, bro. What I about, mean, Brewsters is great. Chaney's. I mean, they're fine. I, 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 I fucks with stacks. You um, know why? Because they give free samples. <laughs> so does Baskin Robbins. They give free samples. Yeah, but they control them. Huh? Yeah. Are you that dude? D- please don't. What do you mean? You'll just go and fill up all those cups with free samples? That's what they're there for. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Why can't I try each flavor? Because you probably try them eight times each, don't no, you? No. The, the ones I really like, I will try two or three times. <laughs> You're like, mm. No, I'm going to try will get. And then I get a bunch of... Uh, well, put gummy get, worms and shit in yeah, yogurt. Yeah, and it balances out, man. <laughs> the enough. free market works its way. <laughs> That's true. If you're willing to put that out there, I'm willing to compensate. Fair enough. With some gummy yes. frogs. Cheney's, though. Cheney's Dairy Barn here in Bowling Green, Kentucky had, I think it was banana pudding. Oh, yeah. It's, it's good. Oh, my God. Look, I only like their mocha I, ice cream. I, I, I worked at the National Corvette Museum, and they always had Cheney's Dairy Barn ice, ice cream, cream yeah. for everything. <laughs> Oh, you didn't give me the itis. <laughs> Try to but, make out with me again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, whenever people would come from out of town to the Corvette Museum, and they'd be like, so what do you guys have here? I'm like, hey, if you want uh, a good shake, go into our cafe. We- we've got uh, ice cream made here locally at uh, Cheney's Dairy Barn. And I swear to God, I can't tell you how many people over the age of 65 I've had to explain that I didn't say Chinese Dairy Barn. <laughs> They're like, we're here in an American facility. Why would I want to go to a Chinese, Chinese Dairy, Dairy Barn? Barn? What the hell? We came here from New Jersey. <laughs> you know, it's all the same type of dude, you know, that buys the Corvettes. It's like the uh, older dudes that have like the a jean Hawaiian shorts. Shirt. Hawaiian shirt. A Hawaiian shirt, jean shorts. Shit is tucked in. And they're wearing New Balances <laughs> with ankle cut socks. You got him right. It's all new balances. And they got a mustache. <coughs> but, yeah. but Kalu, your new balances look fresh. No, I don't wear that. I don't drive a Corvette, bro. No Not way. yet. Not Those yet. Not yet. Big. If you're, big. 
have you seen the new one? The, the mid-engine one? Kalu's going to ride in the new one. Oh, God. Yeah, I'll just push that engine back so I can get my legs. Uh, well, here, check this. So after after we get hit, uh, Cheney's, we went over. Not Cheney's. God damn it, Baskin Robbins. <laughs> like, we went over real to credibility. Uh, shot all the hill. Guess what? The worst thing on the planet to do is groceries at like eleven p.m. Everyone, you think that you're doing a smart thing where you're like, oh man, fuck the mess. I'm not trying to be around a bunch of people. Where'd you go, Kroger? Wrong. Where Where were you supposed Meyer. to go? At 11? Yep. No one goes there. Is it 24? Isn't it yep. closed? Nope. Mm-mm. It's nope. 24, it's 24 hours. hours. I used to get off real late at night, and then i just go to uh, uh, Meyer. Meyer's no dope. Meyer's oh. got dope shit. Oh, we were, I mean, we were just closer to this, and so we were, we just went in there. So it's on the way back to the house. Meyer's uh, produce is on point. Now, mm-hmm. I will say their meat department can't fuck with Kroger's meat department. Uh, yeah. Well, they we went there, and they, they cut off a <clears throat> cash register person, so... We came there with like two hundred and twenty dollars of the groceries, and we had to scan all that shit. First world problem. I know it. I know it. <laughs> but had to scan all that shit. And I don't know if you guys have messed with those things, but the moment you shift something, it's like, please put all items back in. Blah blah blah. Calling attendant. All this other shit. And I'm just like, oh my god. They're about to call police on your big ass. They probably were. They're like, he's stealing, you know. <laughs> and I was so frustrated. We were both trying to do the, like, hand each other this stuff, and I was like, this is how we divorce. This is how this we do is it. This is how it ends. This is how it ends. No, Not no. saying a word, just pissed. You know what you need to do? Let her scan, then you just hand it to her. That's what we started doing. Oh, see. But the, the if machine I, If I give saying, her the power, like, kayaking, I don't know if you've guy. ever tried to tandem kayak. I've never given women power for anything, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> y'all, y'all, are, y'all are both going bit. down in place. <laughs> But no, in in the back of a tandem kayak, that's who steers, and the front has the power. They just yeah. the, you don't even need the front person. Yeah. So we would always start out with me in the back because I was like, I'm heavier than you. I should do this, and then she'd get real pissed at me every time. So I was like, you know what? You sit in the back, and it's fine. Huh? Okay. But tandem kayak—that's a relationship test. Just yeah. Avoid it. When we, when we went to Jamaica, we did a tandem catamaran. I about fought her. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna throw you in this fucking ocean. <laughs> I mean, uh, we still love each other, but yeah, we still love each other. It just, but we don't. I, work. Still, I fight people. It just does not work. <laughs> Y'all stressing me out. I'm afraid I'm gonna get an argument with my girlfriend now. <laughs> I don't know what just don't do it. about. I'm gonna don't. go in and I'll be like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Before <laughs> about start, what? I don't know. <laughs> but it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. All right, guys. Do we have shameless shoutouts or anything like that? Well, we gotta give a shameless shout out to uh, Tyler Young at Grade Eight Performance. Guess what? Guess who got engaged? Who? Josh fucking Biggs. Did he really? Fuel Nutrition, man. So excited. So excited. Congratulations. Yes, sir. Congratulations to you, sir. Uh, I think they were out. Looked like they were in some like like the, I don't know, Dominican or something like that. There was one of those. Don't they know what's going on down there? No, I I don't think it's a Dominican, but they they looked like they were at like an Aztec temple or something like that Uh, around the area. Aztec. So they in like Mexico. Yeah, Mexico is where they... Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know that area that, that well. I don't fuck with them, them Southern American geographies. (laughs) All they want to do is cross this wall. (laughs) Only North American geographies, (laughs) except Mexico. Except Mexicans. Uh, but yeah, uh, I do want to give a shout to, to him. Um, got some, uh, good developments coming from Bartley Weaver. I don't know if we can talk about it yet. He made a small announcement on his page, but. I don't know if it's anything yet, so I'll kind of just leave it. But big things are coming for Bartley Weaver. 
at dreamweaverfit on Instagram. Um, Ryan Hines, CEO, underscore Oxology Labs. JP, uh, Hefty Lefty Clubworks. Uh, do we have anyone else? Oh, I posted a picture from uh, um, from Bree. Everyone follow Awesome Bree on uh, Instagram. That's A W E S O M E B R E E. You spell your name incorrectly, but uh, yeah, Awesome Bree. Go ahead. And- Brandon better not be over looking up Grandpa jokes. I sort of fucking go. No, no, he's. I know he's smiling, so he's no, looking I was up stupid trying to shit. Figure out where they actually were. Oh, it says they're on the Norwegian breakaway. What is that? Is that a ship? I think it's. Probably oh, they're a on a ship. cruise, aren't they're they? They're probably a cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That being said, guys, I thank you for listening to our conversation on friendship and all that other kind of stuff. It's something that that I've been thinking about for a while. If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, anything like that with this topic, let us know. Let's uh, let's continue the conversation and hopefully we can get to a point where we can learn some shit. So I appreciate you guys and your time. Uh, as always, whoop all the ass this weekend, and we'll see you on the next episode. Peace.